You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, These, your servants, have come to this place on this day for one purpose, to sing praise to you, to offer prayers to you, and to hear your word. Lord, we pray that the word that will be spoken has been sent by you, and being sent by you will be able to be understood and put into practice. Lord Jesus, we cannot do this on our own, by ourselves. You must reveal these things to us and call us into that servant and send us out in this way. Lord Jesus, in your precious name, we ask for these things in this way. Amen. I don't remember how long ago this one was, but we got a telephone call and we were asked to do some renovation work on an old farmhouse. And we went there and as I talked to the farmer, he had told me that he just lost his mom and dad, that they went to be with Christ. And that he wanted to take the old farmstead now and to make it look refurbished. And that he asked us a specific part of that. And then he would rent it out after we were done. And as the rental income would continue into the farm, because he was the only one left to take care of it all now, that he would put that money back into that building and bring that old farmhouse into the current code so that it wouldn't fall into disrepair. So we had the opportunity to do a stone application on the front of their farmhouse and to do some repair work on some stucco and some plaster work. So we got done with our project and I called the farmer and I sent him the invoice and he called me back and he said, listen, I am at this field. Come to where I'm at. Just park your car in the lane that comes into the field and we'll settle So I did. I drove there. I've seen the farmer's lane. I parked there. I got out of the truck. I really expected that he would bring the machine over. He would park the machine. He would get out and we would do our business and then I would be on my way. That's not how it happened. He pulls this big machine in. He was in a big John Deere harvester. You know, I mean, the thing had like, what, 15, 20 feet across with all kinds of cutting heads on it. He pulls up, he opens the door. Okay, he gets out of the seat. He said, you drive. (laughs) I never drove a harvester before in my life. He said, it's simple. 
Well, he was right. That thing had air ride seats, air conditioning. Oh, my goodness. You could see everything. But you know one thing I noticed above all? That farmer's field was smoother than any Pennsylvania road I've ever driven. <laughs> Maybe we should have them do the roads. <laughs> the other thing that just amazed me was how you just you drive along and all of these protected knives would the corn would shake and the corn would bow down it would be picked up and it would be separated not its final separation but all of the chaff would be blown out and the grain would go into another bin and then be transferred and so forth and so on i tell you that story because that is what Jesus is calling us to be today, harvesters. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. It's not a John Deere that he is asking us to drive. He's asking us to be laborers for the harvest that he has come to put forth, not of grain, not a produce of the land, but of children of God who need to be gathered in. And you know, one of the things I also remember about that big harvester, it didn't show any favoritism. Every, it didn't matter if that stalk of corn was this high or if it was seven or eight foot high. That harvester harvested what was there. And that's exactly what Jesus is calling us to be about, to harvest. Now, does anybody remember the gospel message from last week? The, the gospel reading. I, I always get this look. Most people, my wife likes to throw things. No. <laughs> well, if you, you will as soon as I begin to speak it. So, it was under the caption, The Cost of Discipleship. And Jesus gives three examples of what it cost for you to follow him. And the first one, pardon me. The first one, Jesus is now walking towards Jerusalem with his disciples. And a person approaches Jesus and says, I will, I will follow you. And Jesus responds to him, Foxes have dens. Birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Well, everybody knows what a transparency is. Where you have, here is the foundational piece, and then you have this transparent piece that you can see right through that has little things on it, and then when you lay it over the top, you begin to see more clearly how it gets put together. Well, that's what we have to do. We have to do this in that transparency. We have to look at what Christ was giving as an example, as a call and the cost of discipleship, and lay it over what he is asking us to do today and how we are called to be laborers in the harvest of people. 
gathering them into Christ. We're not sent out to fix anything. We're sent out by Christ to gather them in because he's coming after to fix everything. So when we take a look at that and Jesus says that he is going to send them out two by two to prepare the way for his coming, he lets them know that he is sending lambs out amongst wolves. That's most interesting, is it not? I am sending you out like lambs amongst wolves. But when we take the transparencies and lay them over, we begin to understand what Christ is telling us as we are called to this mission and purpose. Don't take a money bag. Don't take a purse. Don't take sandals. Don't stop and greet anybody. Well, if you're a lamb amongst wolves, the last thing you want to do is slow down. So don't take anything with you that will slow you down. And the last thing you want to do is stand still. Stop and greet someone because the wolves will single you out. So he's telling us that there is an urgency in this call for you and I to be laborers for the harvest. To share with people the hope that is in Christ. So that when he comes, they know that they can be gathered into him. We are to just gather it. He will come and separate it. So we don't leave anybody out. In the second example that Christ gives us today, there is now a person who says, I will follow you. And Jesus says, "Mm, it's the opposite. Jesus says to the person, I will, you follow me. And the person responds, "Uh, okay. First, let me go home and bury my father. Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. You go and proclaim the kingdom of God. We are to proclaim the hope. As we are called to be laborers for the harvest of Jesus Christ, we are to share with other people that no matter what your circumstances, no matter what your condition is, no matter what you are experiencing, the hope that you have is in Jesus Christ. This is what we are called to do as harvesters. When we take a look at the next instruction overlaid on top of the first encourage or the third encouragement, we hear that Jesus says, if you go into a town and they welcome you, heal their sick, care for their needs and proclaim to them the kingdom of God has come near. But if you go into that town and they do not welcome you, then you simply leave that town, you wipe the dust off your feet 
And it would be easier for Sodom on that day for those people who did not want to be gathered in to Christ. Jesus goes on to say and give examples of three places, Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum. All of these places had witnessed the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was there. Miracles were done in their sight. Wonders were performed. And yet, they did not want to be gathered in to Christ. And he goes on to tell his disciples that those towns were will not fare very well because they were not accepting the message of Jesus Christ and his lordship. That it will be better for Tyre and Sidon, who did not see any of these wonders or miracles. But Jesus says, if they would have, if I would have performed them in those towns, they would have put on sackcloth and dust and repented. But because you did not accept, it will be better for them than for you. Now the laborers return after being sent out into this harvest field, and they say, Jesus, even the demons submit to us in your name. There are real results when we are sent out. The third encouragement that Christ gave is no one who puts their hand to the plow is fit for the kingdom of God. You can't look back. Can you imagine what kind of mess I would have made with that harvester if I'd have been looking out the back window when I was driving it? Can any one of you Come up to the front of the sanctuary, turn your back and walk out here backwards without running into anything. You have to keep your eye on the promises of Christ. This is how we are called to be laborers for the harvest. We're not called to fix anything. Jesus is not calling us upon, out and saying, listen, go to this person and fix it. We're being called to say, listen, I know you're in a tough place. I can't fix it, but I know the one who can. Christ tells his disciples, do not turn down anything that they offer you. Eat the food that is put in front of you. Do not go from house to house. Proclaim to them the hope that Christ is the one. I won't pick a side. We are called to minister one to the other. And we may hear a difference in stories. We are not called to say, well, I think she has a better story than he has. We are called to say, Christ is the answer. I don't have the answer. So as we are called to be laborers for the harvest, let us remember that 
words we can speak is simply this. You do not change God's word to fit your life. You change your life to fit God's word. That's how we are called by him to be harvesters. We're not there to distribute the answers. We're saying, come, look to Christ. He will mark out a pathway by which you can be healed. What a wonderful thing. Real results is what the disciples claimed. Even the demons submitted to us in your name. We can expect to see real results when we invite others in, when we gather them in and say, all of your hope, all of your healing, anything you need to have fixed, I cannot do, but I know who can. Come in to Christ. That is our role as laborers for the harvest. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best art in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my life.